The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Welcome to the Hang Time Podcast. I'm Will Posnan, and I am joined joined by my co-host, uh, the New York Liberties, Kia Stokes. Hello. And uh, a little bit later, uh, when his train uh, gets here, we'll be joined by comedian Eagle Wit. Uh, we're going to start with uh, the biggest news of the week. Uh, did the Anthony Davis trade uh, request make its way to Turkey? It sure did. <laughs> And he's going to L.A. I don't care if the Pelicans don't want it. He's going. Do you think that uh, – so Anthony Davis, through his uh, agent Rich Paul, he said that he wants a trade from the Pelicans. He said that he wants to be traded to any team that can win a championship. But a lot of people think that that is uh, bullshit. Do you think that he is only interested in going to the Lakers or he would be fine going to anywhere with, that could win? Um, I think he'd be fine going anywhere that uh, would win. I just feel like if LeBron's on your team, I feel like you got the best shot. Like eight straight finals, like it's LeBron. But I think he'd be like I think he really just wants to be on a winning team, like somewhere that they actually have a shot. Like especially since uh, Cousins left, like well he got hurt, but before that, like they was good, and then Cousins dipped on him, so he's just kind of there trying to run a one-man show, and it ain't really doing too well right now. So I think he just wants to win. (laughs) Yeah, so you think that if he were to get traded to some of the other teams that people talk about that where he'd have a great chance to win, like maybe the Celtics or the Raptors, do you think he would stay long-term, or you just think he plays out his contract there? Um, I don't know. I think it could be a long-term thing if he likes it. Um, I know, like, in the women's game, it's – yeah, we want to win, but it's also, like, the area, location, like, your teammates. Like, it's kind of – we take all that into account. I don't know if NBA players are the same. Like, what if he goes to, like, Boston and he just, like, hates it, but they're winning? Like, maybe he just hates the city, but I don't know if he would stay. Like, maybe he wants to stay because he would win. But if he – like, I know for me, like, if I hate the city, I don't want to stay there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, like, they think that way or not. So well, it just depends. One thing I've heard in the NBA is that uh, certain markets are attractive for different reasons. Like, obviously, L.A. is attractive because you have the celebrity culture and you have all of the opportunities to work in the entertainment business. In Golden State, people talk about there's the tech opportunities. Uh, in Houston, people say that uh, the strip club culture is uh, – I think for a while that's why people <laughs> thought that James Harden didn't have work ethic because they're like, he seems too happy in Houston. Oh, wow. That's what it is. Okay. That was a a theory on the internet. (laughs) And then in Oklahoma City, people say, like, it's a great place because the media will do whatever you say there. Like, the local media has their teams back more so than other places, with the Knicks being, like, the complete opposite of that, where if you're on the Knicks, you know, like, people act like Carmelo didn't drag a team to the playoffs, like, three years in a row now. They forget so quick. Yeah, well, the thing with New York is dangerous. I feel like a lot of people can't handle that. And I feel like a lot of people can't really handle L.A. too. If you just – if you're into the party scene and you really just need that, I feel like uh, New York and L.A. is a little dangerous. That's true. There are some guys 
who have handled L.A. a lot better than I thought they were going to. At the top of that list is Lou Williams. Like, Lou Williams, (laughs) he just seemed like he would have been very comfortable meeting a girlfriend through a VH1 reality show. (laughs) Hey, I feel like everybody's meeting girlfriends through VH1 reality shows. Or maybe they're just dating the same women and just passing them around. I I don't know. I think there's there's some of both of those. But he is... (laughs) just been great on the Clippers like I've you know I've been talking about it all year but so with Anthony Davis um so you think the Lakers are the favorite to get him as of right now um I don't know in my head I want to think so but I've been seeing on Twitter and stuff that like now the Pelicans like not answering phone calls they're trying to shut down any trade ideas rumors going to LA so I don't know if it's actually going to happen now I don't know if you get this impression. I feel like the Pelicans are being a little spiteful. Like they are. Uh, Yeah, they're petty as hell. Like they got dumped, but it's like a professional. But they're treating it like they got dumped. You know. I mean, they did get dumped. (laughs) It's like it's like you and your girlfriend are at home. Like you you just bought an apartment. You're you're living together, and then she's just like, you know what? I think I'm gonna move out at the end of the month. But you still got three weeks left. Yeah, so but, I was like, yeah, you're going to be petty. Like, you can't leave yet. She can't leave yet, but she told you she's about to. Like, that would suck. But then also there's the added thing of it's like if your girlfriend, if you're like, why are you moving out, baby? And she's like, look into that mirror at me. I am way too nice for this shitty apartment. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course, he, I, I would be mad. I'd be like, all right, well, fine. I know you want to go over there, but I'm not going to answer their calls. I'm going to. Like now, I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure you don't go over there. You gotta go somewhere else. Look, I think like, my I think my wife is really happy living with me. But if she got <laughs> invited to live at LeBron James's apartment, <laughs> I don't know how much longer she'd be living with me, man. I mean, that's a nice place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is also LeBron, you know. Yeah, can't really argue with that. But so then, uh, the Celtics are the other team that people talk about, and uh, so there's a wrinkle of. Kyrie and Anthony Davis are really good friends, but Kyrie and LeBron are reconciling their rift. And so there's people that think he would stay with the Celtics because of Kyrie. And then there's other people that think Kyrie would find his way to the Lakers with Anthony Davis. Man, there's more drama in the NBA than there was in a teenage party. Like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. So I don't know if Kyrie going to leave or end up teaming with LeBron. I just like, – it'd be cool, but I feel like the Lakers would have to give up everybody to get Kyrie and AD back. Like, they would have literally three versus five every game. Like, they have to get rid of the rest of the bench. Well, Kyrie's contract is up at the end of the year. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. so that's why it's interesting. Uh, I don't know. That would be cool. I don't think it will happen, but you can always dream, right? I mean, the whole thing when they were together, though, was Kyrie was upset that he wasn't the best player on his team because Kyrie was like, look, I'm one of the eight best guys in the league. I want before my career is over to be the best player on a team that wins a championship. But Mm -hmm. if he teams up with Anthony Davis or LeBron, I don't think that can happen. But also it feels like Kyrie's one of those guys who thinks he's better than everybody because he's better than almost everybody. Mm, I would agree with that. Yeah. But I don't mean so – if he was on a team with AD and LeBron, you would think he's like third best or? Yeah, I would say third. <laughs> I would say third, but LeBron could. I think LeBron has at most two years left of being a top 10 player in the NBA. 
And mm-hmm. I think after that, he'll be a top 30 player for a while, maybe like another four or five years. And so he's just going to be in the league till he's about 45. Dude, I think there's a scenario where him and his kid are both on the All-Star team together. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, LeBron's definitely going to be in the All-Star game when he announces his retirement. So hopefully little Bronny Jr., old enough, or whoever, whatever yeah. his other son's name is. Does the other one play, too? I think I would. I think it's safe to say they all play basketball. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they all play at an NBA level. Hey, um, we, we can dream. I yeah, that would be crazy. And this LeBron is gonna be forty five. It's too much pressure to put on a kid. Even though I will say, um, I thought it was really unfair when they put pressure on the younger Ball brothers to be elite because it's like, yeah, Lonzo was great, but that doesn't mean they're all gonna be. But I don't know if you saw last week, uh, Lamelo jumped from being like outside of the top 100 to the top 15th rec- the 15th recruit in his high school class really yeah huh well i just remember seeing stuff about him like a couple years ago saying he was like one of the top three prospects and then he went to like lithuania or Latvia or one of them countries that was the second brother uh leangelo went to no, that. they both did because I was over in Turkey last year. Oh yeah, in my apartment watching their games. I'm like, why am I up right now watching them play? Like, and I watched Levar's press conference. I'm like, I don't even watch press conferences of like our games in college or when we have a <laughs> game in New York. Like, I don't watch any press conference, but I really want to know what Levar had to say. And I watched the whole waited like the 15 minutes after the game. The other team had to talk, and I waited and waited, and he talked for about five minutes and didn't say anything. But I was tuned in. Like, why? <laughs> I don't know. LeVar Ball has something. He has that rare thing of he can say a really stupid thing and you don't like him any less. You just go, okay, this is uh, this is what he does. I watched him uh, shop for shop for shoes on YouTube a couple weeks ago. And with what? the kids. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the Complex has a show where uh, athletes and music people and all of them they go sneaker shopping at this famous sneaker store. And it was actually in the news a week ago because Future spent $38,000 shopping for sneakers. Oh, yeah. That's slight work. Yeah, you would do that too? Pocket, yeah, pocket change, man. <laughs> what? Uh, now, if you were to spend 38000 on sneakers, are you going one brand in particular or is it going to be like a diverse portfolio? Honestly, I'm not a sneakerhead, so I can't even like fathom that. I spent thirty eight thousand dollars on dresses. I gotta or go something? on vacation. Vacation? What? Travel? <laughs> you don't do dress? Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I would definitely travel, eat some good food, party. Five star hotels. Oh, for sure. With the spa in the hotel. I don't even need to go to the spa as long as you got a pool and a beach. Okay. I'm good to go. That's your so vacations is what you spend it on. So you're yeah. not you don't have any sneaker loyalties. You don't have a favorite shoe from when you were a kid or whatever. Nah, I mean I prefer Nikes over any other like brand, but I'm not really like that attached to it. Okay. Um. So going back to Anthony Davis, do you think that if uh one team they're talking about trading from now is the Raptors, um, do you think that if he got traded to the Raptors and they made a deep playoff run, like let's say lost in the finals or something, do you think he would stay there? Or do you think the fact that – do you think that there's an element of Rich Paul is trying to build clutch teams, whether it's with LeBron in L.A. or 
in Philly with Ben Simmons. Do you think that the fact that there's no one clutch on the Raptors, do you think that would hurt or what do you think would happen there? Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay. Like if, if they if they made it to the finals and they lost, I mean, it's like he played, what, like a couple months with them and still knew. So I think it would be fine. If he really liked it, like I said, I feel like it's more than just how the team does. I feel you got to like the environment, the coaching staff, the city, you know, all that kind of stuff. Another team they talk about uh, potentially getting him is the Knicks. And the only scenario where the Knicks really – would have enough to trade for him is if they got the number one pick. So here's the next question. If you're the Knicks and you get the number one pick, do you draft Zion or do you trade that pick for Anthony Davis? Um, well, I just feel like with the Knicks, whatever your first thought is, go a different <laughs> route. <laughs> like, choose the opposite one. <laughs> so... I mean, So you're saying don't to... sign Eddie Curry to a long-term deal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. This see, this is why I don't. I'm not a GM. I'm not an owner. I don't even know owners make those decisions. But maybe I think sometimes, like apparently, the owner in uh, Minnesota really wanted to get rid of Jimmy as quickly as possible, and uh, Coach Thibodeau wanted to keep him. So sometimes the owner does seem to make that decision. That is true. I don't know. I think I would shoot. Uh, I think I would trade for Anthony Day. I, I don't know. I think I would try for Zion. Keep Zion? That's what I think I would keep Zion because the the reason to trade for AD would, I guess, be because you know that Porzingis is – it's not guaranteed like that he'll be great for, um, you know. Speaking of Porzingis, I just got a, a little notification on my phone that said the Mavericks are finalizing trade talks with the Knicks for Porzingis. What? Yeah, like I just it literally just came across my phone. I don't know how true it is, but it's on the ESPN app, so I trust. Oh, it. that sounds true. They're gonna trade for him right now. I oh. guess. What did the Mavs have that they could? If this trade is Dennis Smith for Kristaps <laughs> Porzingis, I don't know. I'm about to see what this article. Yeah, op- says. open up this article and. Uh, and let me know what it says. And while while you do that, I'll say some more stuff about Anthony Davis. Yeah, uh, you do that. One, <laughs> one, one cool uh, theory I heard on the internet that is definitely not going to happen but will be cool is uh, Anthony Davis to the Kings in a package around Marvin Bagley and uh, Bogdanovich. And you just – the Kings don't have their pick. If they had a pick, they could probably make that happen. But that would be just such a cool team trotting out uh Jaron Fox, Buddy, and Bajelka and and uh Anthony Davis. And that's just a team that would be able to run everybody off the court and shoot from every position. And it would actually catapult that team to uh just a level that I hope they get to because I just think Darren Fox is such a gamer and I love Buddy. So that's that's probably not gonna happen, but that would be a cool thing. I also Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Hey, I'm just stalling for you, and now you're you're shooting down my theories. I also saw. I know. Well, yeah. I'm mad because I clicked on the little thing on my phone, but then it just takes to the NBA app with all the news headlines, and all I can see is Anthony Davis. So now I don't even know where it is. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do: when uh, when Eagle bursts into this room like Kramer from Seinfeld, I'm gonna make fun of him for a little bit, and you can use that time to try to find that news on Google. I'm sure if you type in Przingis, uh Mavs, 
and then Nick's and stupid, it'll come up <laughs> like the first thing. That's crazy, man. But I, I will say this, and then we can move on from Anthony Davis. I saw a couple people saying that the Nuggets are a, a dark horse team that could uh, trade for him. And I was saying that a month ago, and I think I was the only person saying that a month ago. So I just wanted to pat myself on the back for that. Mm-hmm. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay, so moving on to the— to Oh, the... wait, I found it. Oh, yeah? Okay, <laughs> let's hear it. It says New York has agreed with Dallas on a trade that includes Porzingis, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr. for Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., and DeAndre Jordan. That is crazy. That is for nothing. That is little. I mean, they're trading him for expiring contracts. I mean, okay. So here's here's why they would do that, and here's why it's stupid. They would do that because they believe that Kevin Durant is going to sign there. They're going to have the number one pick. Kyrie is going to sign there, and then another guy is going to sign there because there have been whispers about Durant wanting to go there. There have been whispers about Kyrie wanting to go there. And if they clear up that cap space, they can get a third star to go with those two plus Zion or whoever they get, John Moran, R.J. Barrett, whoever that that rookie is that they get. But that's just such – here's why it's stupid because here's what's going to happen. They're gonna somehow get the number four pick or some bad some pick that's like great that's but not already in the top two. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not gonna get a top two pick. Kevin mm-hmm. Durant is gonna go. I'm gonna stay with the Warriors one more year because mm-hmm. I you know we won a championship. Uh, Kyrie is gonna go to either the Lakers or stay on the Celtics, and either way he's locked up long term, which means then they can't ever get Kyrie. I mean they're really counting on Durant going. I'm gonna rescue the Knicks. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't see that happening. I really don't. I mean, the, but maybe that'd be cool. New York needs a they need just a winning team. I think. Yeah, but or like the NBA, they just need that. The other thing is that Durant is signed to Rock Nation, which is owned by Jay Z, who's oh, affiliated with the Nets, and the Nets are good, and they'll have the cap space. I mean, Kenneth Freed's contract comes off the books. Demar Carroll's does, and those guys aren't. I mean, if you can turn DeMar Carroll into Kevin Durant and you're already the five seed in the East, like, I mean, they're going to be, they would at least be as good as the Raptors, you would think. So, I mean, what's more attractive, being on the Knicks and hoping that everything breaks right for them for the first time ever or being on the Nets and being the face of that franchise for, you know, the next 30, I mean, he would be to the Nets what, uh, what LeBron is to the Cavs, basically. Yeah, damn. Uh, I don't know. Bottom line is, Knicks need some help, and I don't know <laughs> if this trade gonna end up working in their favor. Yeah. No, that it's is just... a. I mean, Przingis is on a a cheap contract. That's just such a bad trade. Yeah. I wonder when he's. When is he gonna be back? Um, I don't know. I I do know that uh. When I reached out to him, they said he's definitely not going to do any podcast till he comes back and is playing at a high level. So that's all I know about that is that he's not going to podcast until he's fully rehabilitated. Because, you know, podcast first, basketball second. I mean, so. that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I seen him. Um, I had I watched their... Uh, when their season first started, I was watching them do their little conditioning test, first of all. Looked terrible, but he was over there on a bike, and they was talking about how it's progressing pretty well. But 
I'm like, yeah, that sucks. Wait, I so forgot they actually got hurt. What what kind of conditioning tests do, do they have to do? Just run. It was like they had to do like five sets of. I don't even know, but basically they were training like all summer or like for the past like month for it, and then you have to make it in a certain time. But it was just a lot. Like I couldn't even keep track of how many times it was running. Okay, so it's just, just lots like, yeah. and lots of running. Yeah, just like. Just imagine like sprinting, like maybe do like down back, down back, and then you get like 10, 15 seconds, down back, down back. You do that like, I swear it was like 50 times. I know that's a little dramatic, but. No, I mean, they're professional athletes who, you know, that's, I I get why they have to do that much. I mean, basketball is a grueling game too, so I get why they're doing that much, but also I understand why he would look bad if he spent the whole summer not doing that. It's like uh, when Leo has to lose 40 pounds for a role because when he's not making a movie, like Leonardo DiCaprio, when he's making a movie, he weighs like, what, 160? And when he's not making a movie, he weighs like 210. So every time he makes a movie, he has to like lose 50 pounds. It's crazy. Damn, Uh, really? That's a, yeah, there's pictures that confirm that. And that's also apparently the reason why Rihanna wouldn't, uh, get exclusive with them. That was the rumor on the internet, that Rihanna wouldn't get serious with Leonardo DiCaprio because when he's not making a movie, he is a fat guy. Huh. Well, kudos to him for being able to lose 50 pounds so quickly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, something. Uh, (laughs) So we were talking about Anthony Davis. Eagle just got here. We were talking about Anthony Davis, and then a crazy Knicks trade just happened. I just saw this on my phone. You saw it? Yeah, I just saw this on my phone. Hey, boo. Welcome. What's up, wife? How you doing? I miss you so much. I miss you, man. <laughs> you know, I thought we were having a really good time before you showed up, but apparently. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm sorry that I left you with him, Kia. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts on the Przingis trade, Eagle? Uh, um, welcome to the Knicks, baby. That's what the Knicks do. The Knicks get rid of great players. They <laughs> listen. I, 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 honestly, after seeing that trade, I don't want Zion to get drafted by them no more because they probably gonna bust his kneecaps in with some bats just to sabotage <laughs> his kneecaps. You could hit it with a car, and the car would be damaged. His kneecaps would be fine. I'm like sure. that guy's like steel. He looks like an Avenger. It's crazy. Bro, what's wrong with the Knicks? I don't understand why they do. They have different ownership now, don't they? No, same it's owner. Dolan? James Dolan. Oh, okay. The reason they would do this is because to clear up the cap space if they thought that Durant and Kyrie both were interested in coming there. But that's kind of a pipe dream. And if Durant doesn't go there, no one else is going there. I don't think that's that much of a pipe dream if they get Zion. It, okay, but here's the thing. They're not guaranteed to get Zion. So now if they're like third or fourth and they got R.J. Barrett, is Durant Yo, still going to go don't there? Don't even speak that into the universe. <laughs> they don't get the first pick. Oh, we or were second, speak- and I'm down with RJ. I think you get oh, RJ. RJ's you not get- the second overall pick. What? No, it's definitely Morant. Oh, I'm so- okay. I, I, could, I no, I could agree with that. Eagle and I had a argument about John Morant earlier in the week. Just that mm-hmm. I think he's the next Iverson. I really do. That's crazy really? talk. Huh. You know what Iverson <laughs> averaged in college? That's crazy talk, bro. What did Iverson average? Twenty five. Twenty five. What's he averaged? Like twenty one, I think. <laughs> Like 20 and 10. I mean, yeah. it's amazing that he's averaging 10 assists, and that's a. What's amazing isn't even that he's averaging that as much as that's amazing. I don't know why players in the NCAA don't do this more often. 10 assists, it's not even that. That's not that crazy. I mean, it's great, but it's not like. It's not that ass- crazy? I mean, it's great, but it's like. <laughs> I don't know. In the NBA, like, 
But it's, it's a shorter game in college, too. That's a good point. And also, the other thing you forget is that college teams, and Kia can attest to this, are often beating tiny schools in the middle of nowhere by 40 and all the starters rest. So you'll have a game where Zion will only play 18 minutes because Duke was up by 30 at halftime. So for Moran to average 10 assists, yeah, I guess that is pretty impressive, especially with 20 points. And, dude, he's like – the way he moves and jumps see, is I don't, crazy. I don't see next Iverson in him. Yeah? There's just different type of players. Okay. I think uh, – I want to get on the books early for saying that I think will be the next Iverson. Iverson was a pure scorer, man. Pure scorer. But, yeah, look, I mean, the Knicks are offloading valuable assets left and right. They traded Porzingis for basically nothing, and they sold the Liberty a couple of weeks ago. So that, that bodes well for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> if, uh, so, Kia, if, if the Knicks still owned the Liberty, how would you spin that trade? How would you be like, oh, it's a great tri- trade? Like, what would your angle be? Um, You know, we're just looking for the next opportunity. <laughs> uh, you never know. What the situation can bring. Um, New York is a great market. It's very attractive. So it could bring in some big talents. That's exactly what I would say. Okay. I'm, I'm going to also be honest. Uh, if I have to really, really think about it, it might actually not be that bad of a trade because <laughs> Porzingis, Porzingis is the type of player. He seemed like he might continue to get hurt until he just can't play anymore. True, but they traded him for nothing. I mean, the only asset they yeah, got is Dennis the cap Smith. Base. Cap space, but they would have had that anyways. Porzingis isn't on a big contract at all. He's not. He's on his rookie deal. He's getting like six million a year. Wow, why the fuck I did know. they get rid of him? And he's always going to have value at that's least on this crazy. contract. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. If Porzingis was making twenty one million a year, I'd be like, okay, I get it. Clear up the cap space, but six million a year, seven million a year. When do you think the Knicks will win a championship again? <laughs> well, I actually had high hopes when they had Porzingis. Because I was like, even if they got R.J. Barrett, Durant might go, oh, Przingis, R.J. Barrett, that's enough. We're all risk it. And then once Durant goes there, if he goes there, a lot of people will. But now that they did this, I kind of feel like they're going to need to – they're going to need so much good luck. It probably won't be while James Dolan's the owner, I think. Kia, what do you – do you think the Knicks will win a championship in the next 10 years? <laughs> uh, maybe like year number nine. Yeah. They might turn around. Yeah, but with LeBron's kid, sorry, LeBron and his kid on the Knicks together. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, So that that could happen. Speaking of uh, Dennis Smith Jr., he's one of only two people confirmed for the dunk contest on All Star Game weekend. They put out the list of everything else. So right now, the only two people confirmed for the dunk contest are Dennis Smith Jr. and Miles Bridges on the uh, I think on the the Hornets. Miles the Bridges on the Hornets is uh, the one on the dunk contest. Um, And I was going to ask what jersey Dennis Smith Jr. was going to wear to the dunk contest because apparently he hated being a Mav, but now he's a Nick. Who would you like to see in the dunk contest? Because we still got two spots left of people who are, uh, you know, who could be in it. Um, Eric Gordon and Zach Levine. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Just put them in in again. Really smart. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah. No, those are two. Eric Gordon and Zach Levine put on a show. There's nobody new to the league that you, uh, you'd you like to see in the dunk contest? Just those two running back? I mean, they are great. If you had to pick stars, who would you pick? If like I could... Back in the day when the stars would compete, who would the stars be that you'd pick? Oh, that's a good question. Because I'd, I'd throw Westbrook in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Sh- yeah. If I could pick any star, uh, Westbrook's definitely at the top of that list. 
Um, I think LeBron's getting a little too old to put on a show in the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think he still could, but he should have did it about six years ago. Yeah, when he really had those legs under him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I don't even know. Ben Simmons joked about it. I think Ben Simmons is another great dunker. He could, he could be right there. I don't think he flies that high. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he does. Well, I mean, for non-stars, actually... He's a big dude, but he doesn't fly that high. I've been impressed by Ingram's in-game dunking. That's a guy I would love to see in it. Okay. And uh, Oh, and Wiggins. I mean, he's not a star. I still think maybe in a few years he can be an all-star. But Andrew Wiggins is another great dunker. I'd love to see him in the dunk contest. Just so he could get some positive PR, I'm trying too. trying to think of stars, and I feel like they all just shoot threes now. Yeah. Like, who are the stars right. really put on the show? <laughs> yeah, there's more stars taking step-back threes than dunking right now. The three-point shootout has legit stars in it. Yeah. So, like, Curry's in that. Giannis is a great dunker. I'd love to see Giannis in it, too. But oh, I think Westbrook be is the best yeah, one. Yeah, Giannis in the dunk contest would be – I'd be interested. Yeah. So uh, going to the three-point contest, here is the list of people we got in it this year. We got Seth Curry, Steph Curry, Buddy Heald, Dame Lillard, and Dirk. Dirk's in it again? Dirk? Yeah. <laughs> really? Is that like a retirement type of thing? It like is. Like the Dwayne Wade bitch? So they got Dirk in the three-point contest, and they got Dirk as the coach for in the World vs. USA, like the rookie sophomore mm-hmm. game now. Um, he's coaching the world team. And my question for the three-point. coaching the, the USA team? Kyrie. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. That'll be fun. And uh, so my question for the three-point contest, like, Dirk is the only person to ever do the three-point contest where I'm like, are they going to make it around the three-point line fast enough? <laughs> <laughs> like, he'll make his shots. He might only get to the middle. <laughs> yeah, he moves slow. Oh, that's hilarious. He's pretty Damn, good. that is funny. Kia, who you he got? He's surprise y'all. He's about to win. You think he'll win? That's your favorite? No, definitely not going to win. <laughs> I don't know. I hope he does. That would be crazy, but... um. I'm going to go with Dame. I hope he wins. I've been a fan of his. He's cool. I want him to win. Dope. I'm going I'm going Steph as much as I'm not a fan of Steph. I just I can't bet against him in a three-point shootout. And I'm going Buddy. I think Buddy is going to surprise everybody in the the three-point. I think Buddy Hill's going to win the three-point contest. So, mm-hmm. watch it be Seth now and we're all wrong. No, but I think uh <laughs> is Seth's numbers really popping out like that? Seth is the league leading uh three-point shooter. Seth is basically like if Steph couldn't create that separation, so it's like Steph Seth needs other people to get him open, but I really think in the he right gun from 3. Dude, in the right scenario, Seth Curry could easily get 12-15 a game. Seth might win this shit. He's a great shooter. I looked at the stats. It said, like, for the season, he's shooting, like, 45.7% mm-hmm. from three, and Steph is, like, 43%. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, all right. He shoots, okay. he shoots uh, three-pointers at, like, the same rate Dennis Smith gets layups. So, kudos oh. to the Knicks. <laughs> no, but, uh, so, speaking of Dirk, uh, coaching for the world against Kyrie, who's coaching for Team USA. And let's start with Eagle. Uh, who would you rather be coached by between Kyrie and Dirk? Uh, Kyrie. Yeah? Why is that? I feel like Kyrie probably is funner to joke around with. I mean, it's not a serious game. I feel like Dirk is like, I don't know, Dirk's older. Dirk's like getting coached by a real coach at that point. Dirk is old, you <laughs> know? I don't want to be coached by somebody old if I'm going to have fun. Okay. I'd rather go Kyrie. And what sure. what about you, Kia? Yeah, I agree. I feel like Dirk knows more about what he's talking about, but I mean, 
I'm obviously closer in age with Kyrie. I feel like we got more in common, so it'd be more fun. I think one good thing about getting coached by Kyrie is like around the second or third quarter when he calls LeBron to ask for advice, that'd be really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're down and Kyrie just suits up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just tries to pass for a sophomore. Dude, uh, the the world team, I think, is going to just dominate the, uh, the, world the U.S. Team? team. I so mean, because it's not rookies versus sophomores. No, anymore. it's so on the world team, you got OG Ananubi, uh, DeAndre Aiden, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Luka, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's uh, from the Caribbean, uh, Rodian Kuruks on the Nets. What is up with these young players having fucked up names? These they're names from, are ridiculous. They're from oh, this is the, the world, world team. <laughs> oh, that's how they do this. I'm Wow, I am slow. I'm sorry. Keep going. Uh, Lori Markinen. Josh Okoji, who's from – oh, no, Shea Gilgis Alexander's from Canada, and I think Josh Okoji is too. But uh, DeAndre Aiden's from the Bahamas. And uh, Seti Osman and Ben Simmons. Um, normal name for you at the end, Eagle. Okay, what's the, what's and the U.S. the U.S. team is Jared Allen, who's having a great year, Marvin Bagley Jr., uh, Lonzo Ball, John Col- – well, Lonzo Ball won't be in it now. I, I'll be interested to see who replaces him. Uh, John Collins, Darren Fox – Jaron Jackson, Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and Trey Young. They- uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah, the world, tree, world team is going to kill them. However, I would love to see how uh, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell do together on the floor. I think they could they could put on some they could they could run a streak. They might even be able to make it competitive. That's how good those three players together could be. Well, I just look at this U.S. team and I'm like, who's going to really d people up? I mean, I think Jared Allen will, and actually. Jaron Jackson will probably get some like pretty obvious fouls. He'll get some blocks and he'll get some fouls too. Who's MVP? Is it? I think Luca. What do you think, Kia? Yeah, I was gonna say that. I think if the world wins, it's Luca. If yeah. USA wins, I go Donovan Mitchell. I would say either him or Tatum is probably if if uh, the US wins. <clears throat> now I'm looking at it and I'm trying to talk myself into Jaron Jackson as. The defensive stopper on Team USA and Jared I think Team Allen. USA has a shot, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Do you think they're actually going to play hard, or you think they're going to try to just mess around like they do an all-star game until the end, if it's close? I think mess around to the end. The best thing is when one guy cares, and he throws in a cheap <laughs> shot, and then everyone starts caring. And that's... I think that'll happen, because the all-star game, it's all established dudes. Team World has some guys with chips on their shoulder... Like this guy on the Nets, whose name I couldn't pronounce. Like, mm-hmm. There's some guys. He's gonna listen to this and he's gonna take it to heart. He's gonna come out balling. <laughs> I mean, I, I know. no, I I think that uh, all it takes is one dude in a game like this to like be playing way harder than everyone else, and everybody picks up the pace. I can see that. It's pretty amazing. I hope that... they play hard. They're young. Like, I feel like it's more fun to watch that way. But oh yeah, it's way more fun when they actually try. Um. Yeah. I think it's pretty amazing that the NBA drafts that many international players that every year they can do a young game of international players for a whole team. Yeah. But didn't start that? Like, it used to be just the Rising Stars, right? Yeah, Yeah. it was rookie, sophomore. And then uh, that game, they would kind of play hard because the rookies would start trying to win. And the sophomores would be like, fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I wonder how many years. But, like, I feel like it's only been, like, two or three years it was World vs. USA, right? Yeah, this is Mm -hmm. the second year. That it's World Wars USA. And then the last event of the All-Star Game, besides the All-Star Game, is the Skills Challenge. 
and the competitors are Luca, De'Aaron Fox, and Trey Young. Trey Young, baby. You think Trey Young? Fox. Yeah, I have De'Aaron Fox. I think De'Aaron <laughs> Fox is going to win by like two seconds. You not going with Luca? No, no. Luca is not fast. <laughs> but the he's skills white. Will okay. Well, <laughs> not... <laughs> look, you're making some great points. I'm going to think about this real hard. No, uh, this is all about speed. Like people act like the skills challenge is about skills. First of all, skills challenge. They need to fix it so it's actually about skills. It's just about speed because. And then there's like a luck element too. It's like, does your bounce pass land or whatever? But I think Darren Fox is going to win by like three seconds. He's also, Darren Fox is one of those dudes that's competitive with everything. Like you can see it based on how he plays in interviews and stuff. And I think Trey and Luke are just competitive with basketball. I think they're laid back the rest of the time. I think Darren Fox is going to smoke them. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think the skills challenge is, uh, it's a skills challenge. It's more than just speed, bro. <laughs> like yeah. we've seen a lot of fast players lose this. Like, I, I don't know. You gotta man. get I, that pass through. You gotta get that thing. pass through. I, I say Trey Young for that. But I think Darren Fox is the best passer of this group. I think Luca is the most creative passer and like the most creative guy to run an offense. But I think Darren Fox is like a better pinpoint passer than these other guys. Uh, I think I just like Trey Young because he looks like an uglier me. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, whatever makes you root for somebody. Yeah, look, if the Nets guy whose name I can't pronounce heard that shit, tell it to Trey Young so that <laughs> two people can be mad at us. Yeah, I'll say that of this. Everybody gonna love me. So. Yeah, I think that's that is what how this will play out. So uh, the performers for All Star Weekend are they got Meek Mill and J Cole doing the halftime show, and oh. then. They got Anthony Hamilton and Carly Rae Jepsen doing the Star Spangled Banner and, like, America the Beautiful, that kind of stuff. Uh, I, pass. But that's for older people. I mean, they got, yeah. like, Anthony Hamilton, he's, like, a gospel singer, and then Carly Rae Jepsen is a country singer. So, is she the one that did Call Me Maybe? No, that's – is that her? I don't know. That's that's <laughs> not my wheelhouse. But uh, it said know. she was a country singer when I looked her up. Um, but I actually think that those are some great choices, especially Meek Mill and J. Cole. I just feel. I think Meek and J. Cole. That's exciting. Yeah, mainly Meek and J. Cole. <laughs> yeah, you're not a big Anthony. Look, maybe your dad's like an Anthony Hamilton fan. I don't know. That's like for a different generation. Like we forget that there's NBA fans that are like. Anthony Hamilton's cool, man. He's cool. Yeah. yeah, he's all right. But I don't know. I think the other girl is a Call Me Maybe. And that's really the only song I heard from her. So I don't really. Okay. Like, I don't not like her, but like she's not someone that I listen she's to. She's white. <laughs> you I didn't hate even say that. white people. <laughs> I like white people. No, you don't. You yes, hate I white do. people. <laughs> My mother is white. I now your white mother's people. white. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have white friends. I'm not a racist. Wow, that's the yeah. common common thing. I got a black friend. Oh, so now you got yeah. a white friend. Wow. Yes, Look, I, I always say if somebody's got a friend, I give them a pass no matter what. <laughs> well, I got a white friend. His name is Will Posnick, and that's the only one. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Yeah, I think that – I just think that these are uh, great choices because I feel like J. Cole is l- like the embodiment of like this new internet NBA fan. Like this is like what it's all about, you know, like – What? Like he's like an independent artist and shit. <laughs> like he's – okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realize I didn't, I didn't make that clear. But he's like – he's – I don't know. He just does his own thing. He's not independent by the way. What – who's he on? He's signed to Jay-Z. Is he on yeah. Rockefeller? Was yeah. so? What was the situation? He was like independent for a while, or uh, no? He's. I don't think he's ever been independent. He's. He's been signed to Jay Z for a long time. I think. Uh, 
I think he just doesn't do a lot of features, and that's why people look at him like he's by oh. himself all the time. Okay. Because like when you buy, usually his albums have nobody on it. It's just him, which is crazy. Yeah, nowadays. it is crazy. But also, like he's one of these guys who does stadiums, but people don't. I just feel like he doesn't get the acclaim of the other of his peers who do stadiums, like Drake and Chance. But he's right at that level. Kendrick. I actually heard him on the Twenty One Savage song on the radio a couple of days ago, and I was like, "That is a great verse." Like, oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's so good. Such a J Cole fan, and also it's cool to see him and Meek because Meek is rapping about the same shit J Cole's rapping about mm-hmm. now. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to see that clash. That's gonna be nice. And the, yeah, that's the other aspect to it too. Is like both of these guys are artfully socially conscious, which is what the NBA is aspiring to be. Um, Boy, the NBA is just shitting on the NFL right now. I for mean, sure. Jesus. Yep. But I feel like the NBA, in with that stuff, took their cues from the WNBA because you guys did a bunch of protests that, like, you guys were probably the uh, best at protesting in a way that didn't get manipulated by the media. Um, would- I think so. You, I mean, you, we did we did a lot of stuff like we do a lot of stuff like gay pride. We did the Black Lives Matter thing. Um, we just didn't really get that much attention. But also, like the professional women's soccer league did a lot too. But but I think I'm you, just saying like to my it was my rookie year, my second year. We did the whole like wore the t-shirts with like the Black Lives Matter, and then like three months later the NBA want to do it, and then they get all the hype. But I'm like, we did it first, but. Nobody want to give us our credit, but it's cool. It's for the cause. I'm going to let it slide. But that's why they felt comfortable doing it is because they saw you guys do it and uh, pull it off. Yeah, we'll go with that. I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not, but we'll go with that. I think I really I really think that there's guys in the NBA that just like they really care about that. So whether we did it or not, I still feel like they, they would have done, done it anyways. But there's got to be – I mean I know there are people – I mean in football they're protesting – like there's guys on every team that are still protesting, but the big difference between the NBA, WNBA stuff and the football stuff is the football stuff all gets lost in translation through deliberate efforts by media people to like misconstrue it. I mean, there's people that are mad at Kaepernick for protesting the anthem or kneeling during the anthem, not protesting the anthem, and they don't even know why he's kneeling. They don't know that it, you know, they would never know that it had to do with police brutality or anything like that. Yeah, that's, like, one of the biggest things. Because I remember talking to, after, um, like, one of our games, we wore the shirts, like, for warm-ups, and they were like, well, why are you saying Black Lives Matter? You're saying, like, white lives don't matter. I'm like, no, we're saying Black Lives Matter, too. But the two always gets, like, taken off. So it's not like we're saying only Black Lives. It's like, no, Black Lives Matter as well as others, but... We're like at a little disadvantage right now, but they like nobody really sees that. Yo, I've and I've always said, it like, said a million that. Times, I'm like, but... these niggas just want to. I've always said that. I'm like, they just want to ignore the 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 T O O. That's not. It's like, could, so if we would have made a hashtag Black Lives Matter too, would, would they have had no excuse to argue with us? Like, I don't understand how that much logic could be missing from people's minds when they argue this. Well, it's a deliberate trying to avoid the question they should be asking. They're asking that dumb question of. Well, are you saying white lives don't? They're just asking that because they know in their heart the question they should be asking is, why do you feel the need to wear a Black Lives Matter shirt? And they know that answer is going to be because black people are treated like second class citizens all over America. So they're trying to create a scenario where they don't have to hear you give that answer. So that's why. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. I wish I remember this one metaphor. It like broke it down, so it was like so like black and white, but I ain't gonna look it up right now. Where, where I ain't the, trying to get that serious. There's the, the, there's the Michael Che <laughs> joke. That you heard the Che joke, right? Where he says uh, he's like uh, when people are like nine eleven, never forget nine eleven. He's like, all buildings matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. Damn. I mean, he's he not wrong. All, all buildings do matter. Yeah. More people should be talking. I don't know. And he's, like, he's got the thing where he's like, uh, I think it's in the same special. It is, obviously. So you're saying the Eiffel Tower doesn't matter? The Eiffel Tower is fine. Where his, uh, <laughs> or he wants to get a shirt that says all buildings matter. And he said, uh, that's like if you went home to your wife and she was like, uh, she was like, do you love me? And you went, I love everybody. <laughs> Damn. So, uh, so, well, speaking of all of this, um, there was a big story this week. Um, Jussie Smollett from uh, Empire got attacked in Chicago by, I guess, uh, homophobic, racist people, like two people who were waiting for him outside of his apartment building. First of all. If you waiting for a dude outside of his apartment building, that's pretty gay. So <laughs> that alone, I mean, bro, you you waited outside of an apartment building to commit a homophobic act on a gay dude. Gay. That's gay. <laughs> the thing that I don't understand, like, if you hate somebody so much, like, why do you feel the need to, like, waste your energy on them? Like, these guys had to get up, get dressed, go to this dude's house, wait for him, and then attack him and then run away. Like, that's taking up a whole day. It's, like you could have been doing something, ignoring them or anything else, but you like dedicated your time to this. Like that's what like really bothers me. Like you hate someone so much, you're gonna give them your time. Like and, make it make sense. And how did they even like on some level? How did they know that he was gay? Because the only reason you would know he was gay is if you're a fan of his TV show. Which means that they were watching Empire like, oh, this actor's pretty good, but if he's gay in real life, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> and then yeah, they're like, know. wait a second, Wikipedia says he's really gay. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's so sad. But yeah. I just like, if you really hate someone that much, like, why give them your attention? Same thing with like on Instagram in the comments, like, I'll see Shader post a picture of Nikki or something. Everyone's like, oh, Nikki's so fake. Nikki does this. Nikki ain't as good as Cardi. But I'm like, you wasting your time writing this. Like, why? If you don't like Nikki, like, keep scrolling. Well, like, literally, the most, you'll be over it in half a second. The most dangerous people are unproductive people. Anybody who got time on their hands is is a, is a threat. Yeah. Like, for real. I try to stay away from people if they got too much time on their hands. I think that uh, also, this kind of internet hate, it's a drug and people get addicted to it. Like, People, uh, so Kevin Hart issued like a, well, he reached out to Jussie Smollett and was like, hope you get better. You know, we're all praying for you. And people are like, fuck Kevin Hart. Like, I thought you hated gay people. Now you're trying to do this. And it's like, people are just so addicted to being hateful. Like, we're talking now about like liberal people getting mad at Kevin Hart for if you're gonna be ignorant stay ignorant <laughs> yeah we don't want you, you to do change. better you can't change what we gonna hate if you do better it's, it's crazy <laughs> but i think people get addicted to that internet hate and they just you know find reasons to be hateful online you know even when it's not productive or helpful and i think people should just in general be like is this is this love or is this hate because even if i'm if it's quote-unquote righteous hate it's not helpful right now or ever really. Listen, man. Um, uh, 
You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I feel you. It's facts, bro. I'm trying to be profound out here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know, man. Hopefully that nigga's ribs heal up. I don't really know what happened. I heard he got beat up. I heard they threw uh, a noose around his neck or whatever. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I heard they put a rope around his neck. Um, yeah, like they ain't, they obviously ain't like lynch him to nothing, but they did it, you know, as a sign. That's fucked up. You know? So, I mean, there's layers to it, but this is, this is America. And I don't mean to sound like Donald Glover, but this is America. You know what I was thinking about the other day, man? I was thinking about, I think the difference between, uh, liberal white people and black people, because it's, it's, it's not a huge difference, right? Fighting for the similar things. But I think the main difference is, 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 uh, glass half full versus glass half empty, right? So black people, mm-hmm. we've been through so much, the glass is almost always half empty, where you go like, we're expecting something bad to happen, right? And right. liberal whites are like, but since we've had things good, things will happen good. It'll work out. Like, you remember when Obama got elected? Mm-hmm. I remember going to the auditorium in school to watch it, and all the black kids, we were covering our eyes, like, he's about to get shot. And all the white <laughs> kids were like, this is amazing. And we're like, no, this is so terrible. He's going to die in front of us. It's like, that's the difference. <laughs> So when oh, this damn, happens, I never thought like, of it like that. Yeah, when this happens, we're like, yeah, it sucks, but like, I'm not shocked, shocked. I'm like, yeah, this is America. You know what? I yeah, yeah. I think that's a. I I agree with that. Hopefully, oh. we don't end the podcast on that. That's no, we got. <laughs> I got I got one more thing. Um, so we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, this will come out on Monday tonight. Uh, the UConn women's basketball team plays against Louisville, number two team in the country. I'm team UConn. My baby's from UConn. <laughs> Thank you. So number two team in the country versus the number three team in the country. And uh, I'm going to give – I never ask Kia to go out on a limb on this, on this podcast. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you to go out on a limb. And I want you to tell me who you think is going to win and why. And uh, we're going to see if you're in Nostradamus or not. Um. I'm gonna have to go with UConn is gonna take this game um, because they're UConn. They're good at winning. <laughs> I mean, I know this season like isn't this is in air quotes like up to par because they lost the game. Like ooh, but they'll be fine. Like we all know, we all got excited for games like this, big games. Like it's what we play for. So I know they're gonna come out ready to play. It's gonna be good. I'm definitely gonna be asleep <laughs> um, but when I wake up in the morning and check the score. I know that UConn is gonna come out with the win. Okay, I. uh I'm gonna. I'll watch and I'll I'll text you so that uh, you can. I mean, you could just easily easily check on on Google. So I don't know why I offered to do that, but yeah, yeah. I don't either, but it's cool. I mean, also, who actually Google's it? Um, I'm gonna see it on Twitter. Oh, uh, so. true. That's where I get my news. Twitter, oh yeah. Instagram. Well, I get my news on Snapchat, so I'm just one upping you. No, I'm just making <laughs> shit up now. Okay. Well, speaking of social media, uh, and that is that is the podcast. Uh, speaking of social media, if you want to follow Kia, you can follow her on Instagram at kstokes41. What's your uh, What's your Twitter? Kstokes41. Okay. I don't really be tweeting though. I just be retweeting funny videos. Okay. So and getting news from there. Oh yeah, and you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> last week you told us about the New York Times thing about how global warming's being solved was from Yo, Twitter. Yo, I swear I saw it somewhere. I'm not <laughs> lying. I might be, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. <laughs> and you can follow Eagle Wit on Instagram at Eagle Wit, and you can write into the show at hangtime at mail dot com. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And Thanks, guys. Thank you, y'all. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>